The iconic one that has gotten so many views and listens to right now. Uh, one thing we didn't even mention at the top, and by the way, this is the Happy Hour Minisode where we're just going to kind of bullshit about the artists that we just talked about a little bit. We're talking about Radiohead. They're a band. Uh, if you like Muse, you might like them. You should probably listen to them. They're pretty okay. Do you like Do you like Kings of Leon? They're, they're kind of like it. Um, so are Radiohead light. Yeah. Um, but guys, we're talking about uh, something we did. First off, before anything else, just as kind of a let's talk about ourselves a little bit thing, I want to say that um, we, for those who aren't in the industry or in the know, uh, podcasts, we tend to record a little bit of a ways out, a little bit prior to uh, when they actually go up, sometimes by months, depending on the situation. Uh, and so but when we recorded this podcast, uh, we had barely launched the first episode of Photographers, and it got off to an amazing start. Like, people liked it and listened to it yeah. and left amazing feedback. Thanks for everyone who listened. It was Yeah, it was great. amazing. And as such, we had people chomping at the bit to try and join in, to try and uh, <laughs> be a part of it. And they're just like, guys, you need to have me on so we could talk about I want to do this artist. The Beatles. And a lot of people wanted to do Radiohead, but guess what, suckers? None of you are Bryce's We own. had already booked Bryce. We booked Bryce prior to it actually coming out. Yeah, so that we had to through his contract, his writer came through. <laughs> there was some weird stuff on there by the way. Uh Pink Floyd throw pillows? I don't think they make those anymore. Why why did you oh, have that you in would your be writer? Surprised, you could totally get those but on Redbubble. I had Bubble. the good fortune to review the uh deluxe edition of Pink Floyd's The Wall for Pop Matters. And I just expected to get did the files, but the they actually sent the whole damn box set, which is worth like 150 Jesus. bucks. And in that wow. box set, uh, and I mean, it's and you're like five out of ten. It sucks. It's it's really it was really well put together, but they had like these weird inclusions. One of which was a scarf, and it's a scarf that's gray and white, and it's meant to look like a like a brick wall, for obvious reasons. That's amazing. Um, and it had like this weird like faux communist insignia on it. Um, so Pink Floyd throw pillows <laughs> could well be a thing because Pink Floyd scarves are a thing. No, you can get basically anything printed on a pillow at this point this is true try hard enough so yeah guys radiohead merchandise what's your favorite they have a lot of buttons and pins they have a lot of weird hats there's not much else i can think of they are never been one remember that time when they promoted a moon-shaped pool by terrifying their fans by sending them leaflets in the mail saying burn the witch and just terrifying (laughs) old satanic imagery uh that's the thing that they did because they are radiohead they have to do yeah i mean that's legit there were people that were actually concerned uh which was amazing Nice. Uh, well, nice. I mean, to me, cables. a lot of the promo around Moonshaped Pool was fitting because Radiohead fans, like, sorry, like, I guess this is a hot take, but they're kind of like a cult. Um, and so, like, when they sent out those mailers to people in the UK that said, like, we know where you live and all that stuff, I was like, oh, that makes sense. That's 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 about par for the course. Um, there's also a th- holding on Wikipedia of unreleased songs by Radiohead, so that's a thing that has happened. Uh, anywho, let's I mean. Of- there's at least four of them on a moon-shaped pool that would have previously been on that list, right? Right. So that makes sense. Hey, guys, hot, t- hot take right now. Worst Radiohead song. Oh, God. I'd have to think for a minute. Give me give me track lists. Yeah. I mean, and uh, I, I'd even throw the uh, potential spoiler of Not Off of Pablo Honey just to piss people off. Not Off of Pablo Honey. Okay. okay. Yeah. Stop whispering. I hate that song. <laughs> it's so annoying. 
What if, what if instead you stopped singing this song? <laughs> Welcome to the Happy Hour Podcast. This is what we do. I actually don't know what I could uh, say about the way, worst. Because like, I have like a decent swath Bryce? of their discography that I don't like, but none. But Oh, I know. What? I know. And it's, it is um, an unpopular opinion. It is coincidentally off of my favorite um, Radiohead album. But I hate Weird Fishes Arpeggi. And the worst part is that I, I like parts of it. It starts and I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. And then he <laughs> says, weird fishes. And I can't take it seriously. His Bob dylan impression right I there. I can't take it seriously. <laughs> I like actually start laughing. And it's at the end of, it's at the end of the phrase, but the, 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 the all of the music drops out like right as he's saying the words, weird fishes. And then he, but like, the, the, the beginning walks. of a sentence, it's actually like part of a wow. lyric, but all, but in that moment, it's isolated as just this, like such a dumb two, pair of two words for a song. <laughs> well, the funny, like, York like, gets away with a shit ton of bad lyrics. Right. And that's what I'm saying is like, that's, you shouldn't be able to get away with that. And then I think just besides Weird Fishes Arpeggi, anytime where the instrumentation is so fast and articulate that they had to slow the tempo way Mm -hmm. down. And then the, the vocals just get totally lost. Like there are vocals, but they're so slow Mm -hmm. that they might as well just not be there and just be a synth. (laughs) Like I, like I just, I I don't know. Um, Those ones get really annoying. uh, My answer for the worst radio head song is the entirety of Tom York's tomorrow's modern boxes. That's my vote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, side note. That doesn't uh, count. I know. That's but not I will a Radiohead say, song. Tom York, is, Tom York has actually done some interesting kind of like weird solo-y like duets and things like there. He has uh, an amazing duet he actually did with PJ Harvey Ooh. on her album, uh, Stories from the City, Stories from the Sea, uh, called The State We're In or whatever. And it is like really good. Uh, he sometimes can surprise you with other things. Or the one he did for the Uncle album, uh, Rabbit in a Headlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, which has another amazing Jonathan Glazer directed video. Jonathan Glazer, who also did uh, 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 the video for Karma Police and the video for Street Spirit Fade Out, like they do, they have some good videos now and then. Uh, it's just it's kind of nice. I my least favorite Radiohead song. Uh, I it's hard it's hard for me to disagree with anything aside from the uh, Amnesiac version of Morning Bell, which is just hey guys, remember kind of the moody thing we did here? Here it is, loud and in your face with a lot of more chords. Ah, and it's just kind of. There was, I don't see the need for a second version of that song. It feels like pointless uselessness. Uh, like, it just, I don't know. It doesn't Yeah, and strike. then they named the album after it. I know. Go figure. Great, uh, guys. Side note, uh, I sent this to uh, both of you earlier. Uh, let's just talk about uh, uh, Avril Lavigne for a moment. Uh, and Avril Lavigne, she has that song, uh, Here's to Never Growing Up, which is, here is her way of trying to really do like bad a, song. a teen anthem again, like kind of like let's all chant along. But the chorus of the song is, we're singing Radiohead at the top of our lungs, which is such a weird thing to sing. Because yeah. when you when you actually think about oh, it, like... pumping anthems oh, of yeah. Radiohead. You're oh, at a I bar. Guess, like, or yeah. you're in a like party. Just... Guys, Street Spirit! Shut the fuck up! Street Spirit's on right now! Oh, like, oh, what are you... Yeah, oh my gosh. Guys, guys, they're playing the National Anthem. No, what she... Actually, no, I take that back. You can hear that at a sports arena. I would jam the okay. fuck out to that. What, but... what she... I think what she's referring to in that song most likely is Creep, because that is a chorus you can absolutely just shout about at the top of your lungs. To say that. And that's their most... I know, but also... 
But it's also we're singing Radiohead songs as if That's there's true. more than one that you could sing at the top of your Right, but what it, what was the lyric supposed to be? We're singing Radiohead's creep at the top of our lungs. <laughs> I, <laughs> hope, I hope she's singing Polk Pole Revolving Door. That's what I yeah. hope she's singing at the top of her lungs. This is a trap door! Um <laughs> No guys, guys, she's singing Tree Fingers at the top of your lungs. We all know this. <laughs> like, side note, oh my god, like you're she's just like warbling. <laughs> No, it's just her holding up a microphone to industrial. By the way, I did hear her. uh, I have this recording. Don't ask me why. I have this acoustic recording. It was like some fucking gig she did post fame where she uh, did a cover as best as she could remember of Chop Suey by a system of a down oh, no. oh god and literally and i'm not making this up it's uh, she goes wake up like she starts just mumbling because she doesn't know the full lyrics and it's like oh my god this is worse than the time that you covered knocking on heaven's door for the uh for the fucking soundtrack of some shit um she uh, did that once she also covered john lennon's imagine off of the you know uh, too much Instant about avril lavigne why are we talking about avril lavigne still uh yeah, hey, let's talk about exciting. radiohead yeah let's talk about uh radio Veen. we should let's have even ab- been talking about avril lavigne in 2005 let alone now <laughs> i think by if you say her name three times she appears in a mirror and tries to steal your vocal cords <laughs> like uh, ariel but bloodier can we... Uh, no, although we can say as a as the end note of this conversation that thank the Lord in heaven that she got out of a marriage to Chad Kroger. Here, here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Blessings. I, I know. After her. her marriage to some forty one motherfucker, you know that was such a thing. <laughs> that went so well. I know for so many different people. Um, uh, yeah, I think. Well, we talked about our least favorite Radiohead songs. Um, Let's do Radiohead what, 101. Give your... Yeah, if someone was listening to Radiohead for the first time, let's each pick a song that we feel is somewhat representative. Or like a top three. Top two. Let's do top two. Top each. two. Yeah. Okay. Just two that we feel are representative. Two, like your two, the songs that you would play for someone. If they're like, like, I'm curious about Radiohead. Uh, just gut instinct, uh, not just because it's in front of me right now. All I need off of In Rainbows, I would definitely. That's a great play. tune. Mm-hmm. I would play that. That is oh, such a hauntingly gorgeous song um, i th- i think i would play i would play optimistic and then i'd play them lucky and just be like these are the two sides of radio I, my, I think i would do something similar but i would do high and dry as my other song that's a great tune too high and i mean dry. it's oh and um, yeah yeah don't leave me yeah i like that song a lot it's hard to say because uh, well, the question, there's a distinction that has to be made. Are you saying songs that I prefer the most or songs that I feel are most representative? Like, if I were trying to say, here's no, how no, you no. would get into Radiohead. Like, some gorgeous them- person, i.e. me, walks up to you and says, Bryce, you enjoy music and have said so publicly online. Uh, what <laughs> is, I want to hear about this band that has a Radiohead for a head. I think... Uh, <laughs> A radio head for a head? (laughs) Yeah. No, no, I think it's like a combination of both. Like, both your favorite songs and, like, the the first ones that you would go to to play for someone. Like, you're not trying to introduce someone to Radiohead. You're introducing someone to Radiohead as you see it fit. Let's put it that way. Okay. It would be... I'm going to cheat and do three. Nude, Paranoid Android, and Just. You you came to that conclusion way faster than I... They're my three favorite Radiohead songs. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. all right. All right. That's that is totally fair. Um, now, uh, Bryce, tell us about why you hate Radiohead fans. <laughs> well, I guess when I first came to start writing about music, they were a band that when I read stuff about them, I could just sense like a forced consensus. Yeah. And it's like uh, there's a great uh, 
writer called Dana Evans, and she wrote about mm-hmm. uh, Taylor Swift's 1989 tour, and she said that when pe- like all the positive reviews of this tour are written like someone had a gun to their head, and I feel like <laughs> I, I don't know about that. Like I like I feel like there are still a decent amount of people critical of Taylor Swift, but yeah, with Radiohead, are. I just felt like, and especially around albums like. Kid A in particular, I felt like it was just like it was a euphoric when people music event. people could it wasn't it wasn't enough for them to just praise it. They had they mm-hmm. had to like exult it and talk about its grand influence. Even though for me, what an album like Kid A and it, and you alluded to this earlier, Evan, is that what Kid A and OK Computer did in the grand scheme of all musical artists that exists was not that innovative. Mm-hmm. What is innovative is that no one in the mainstream at the time is doing what they were doing. So they introduced to a larger audience things that other bands have been doing for some time, but just bands that weren't ever going to make, you know, yeah. Billboard's top 100. Right, and I think that like, kind of goes back to Terrence's point of why is Idiot Tech still their greatest song. I think there are people that will never hear an Aphex Twin or Auditure song ever in the history of their life, uh, but once they start really digging into something like Idiot Tech, which is just so far outside of what the aesthetic of what a rock band is, that will just kind of be like, oh, is there more? there's something more like this? Like, Not necessarily that they are doing a job as ambassadors of forgotten genres, but I feel like they are very good about bringing their current influences into what they have. They're still very distinctly Radiohead, but they're also very... You could trace direct lineages to a lot of other things, yeah. even though other bands are now pulling our sorts of things from them. Like Coldplay, when they were designing Viva La Vida, they were in the studio with Bryce's favorite artist, Brian Eno, and they mm-hmm. actually told Brian Eno, like, like I, I, we want to make a great album. We want to make a classic album. And Brian Eno said, okay, what's one of your favorite albums ever? And literally, uh, Chris Martin brought OK Computer into the studio, and he was like, okay, let's break it down and figure out what makes it work. And that's kind of what they use as a building block for what became Viva La Vida, arguably their last halfway decent album. Interesting. Yeah. I... Yeah. You can't really hear any, like, OK Computer influence. I was about to say. On that. But you could see, like, they were still aiming for what does the album accomplish? What does it do? What does it announce to the yeah. world? And it's weird they did that. It, and did, it was an announcement. That's and it sure. was pretty solid. I, st- I still enjoy it, that album. And then I love they just, a lot of that album. Yeah, they, and then they just forgot what the fuck they did on that album and just screwed everything up from then on ever. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they did the Super Bowl with uh, Beyonce and Bruno Mars, and everyone forgets that they did the Super Bowl. So uh, <laughs> that you know, that's a thing that happens. That's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I mean, it was their mistake allowing Beyonce to join them. The angriest yeah. I've ever seen Bryce in his life was when I believe it was during uh, Radiohead Week, and I believe it was Stereo Gum that published a in defense of the King of Limbs five years. Oh later. yeah, <laughs> I was not <laughs> pleased. <laughs> Which was, and I, I mean, knew those takes would come around, and it's yeah. the idea, and it's the idea, and this is part of my other nuisance with like, uh, with Radiohead fan, and it's really this is an exclusive Radiohead fandom. It's like now true of Beyonce. It's extremely true of Kanye, where it's like any album they will release has to be good, and before even like a you lick of music is heard, they people have to start generating some narrative wheels to make sense of it, yeah. and. What I got with King of Limbs was like I just thought it I thought it was tepid. Like that's my opinion of it, and I recognize that there are a lot of people. And the reception to it wasn't great overall, but it wasn't like very few people panned it like outright. Like a lot of people gave it like lukewarm reviews. Right. But there's this like perception that like everything Radiohead has to do was brilliant. Even their lesser works are genius. We just had to figure out a way to make it that way. And that drives me insane. Like Kanye can make a bad album and has. 
Radiohead <laughs> can't make a bad album, and they have. That's my general beef. How do you want to address the rumors that uh, Moonshade Pool is their last album? Thoughts, opinions, feelings, ideas? <sighs> if they did, if they did, a plus. good on them, because that's a damn good album. Yeah. Right. It's a, it's a very good album. It's, you know, I mean, we ranked it at number five, which I think is great for uh, an album that came out a full, what is it, nine years after anything that ranked higher than it? Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're, the, the thing is, like, they've put out nine incredible albums. I don't think anyone will be super sad if they retire now. Mm-hmm. Do we want them to keep mm-hmm. putting out great music? Obviously, yes. But I think part of it is they they sort of i think they're not sure either is kind of the vibe that i get it because it's not overt mm-hmm. but they were like you know just in case yeah it is but it's weird because let's uh let's let's put out these little things you know recapping our career cuz i also think 9 is a great number of albums and also mm-hmm. they um they really are kind of in three stages it's like stage 1 Pablo like Honey, yeah. Pablo Honey through OK Computer, and then Kid A through Hail to the Thief, and then there was that—that that was when they started taking longer breaks between mm-hmm. albums, mm-hmm. and then you have these most recent three, which are much more, like not somber, but a lot more electronic, a lot more. I I mostly agree. I just feel like that break between Kid A Amnesiac and Hail to the Thief is a lot more distinct. I wouldn't necessarily like. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel I feel like Hail to the Thief is more of an outlier. I think because I feel like I, think so too. I, I mean I think that Kid A and Hail to the Thief are very different albums, but I think that Amnesiac is that bridge. bridges the gap between them. Hmm. Interesting. That's fair. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too, I will say is that uh, it only happened really happened with the uh, Daydreamer video uh, because for the long like Radio had been a part of our, a lot of our lives for a really long time, like you know fairly essential or at least in discussion if anything. And man, when you see Tom York in Tom York in that video, and he is just bearded and old and looking kind of like he could like be Grim Reaper esque, I remember looking at that and I tweeted at the time, man, Tom York is dead as fuck because he is just He's, like, well, and they're all looking really old. They Johnny, are haggard. Johnny yeah, Greenwood yeah. in that that like promotional looks photo like he of got the like five his of them. Face smacked with a yeah, <laughs> I'm like, what the, what happened to you, dude? And even like after I saw that, I I like looked up photos from 2011 when you know from king of limbs and i was like the past five years have not been kind to them i mean they are in their 40s now right or 50s yeah 50s at this point they're in their 50s so i mean that's right for how old they are it's just it was surprising yeah all right and what it seems to me like radiohead are a band and this is also true incidentally of a band that took some significant influence from radiohead a porcupine tree where the members are not they don't have some like giant <laughs> hardcore influence it's true uh, this is porcupine peen is, uh, is <laughs> did you just say porcupine peen uh porcupine, I tree, said porcupine tree is no, rice's favorite Evan all-time did. i know he's heard porcupine peen oh. which is not what it is by the way they're that's a kid's group and they are amazing they're like the wiggles but better in prog gear but what i was saying is that they they're not so they don't have it seems to me this hardcore investment in maintaining radiohead as a thing they have a hardcore investment in making music yeah so like the reason why it seems to me that they have long gaps between like in rainbows king of limbs etc is that during that time greenwood was 
both composing classical music and writing film scores. Yeah. York was doing his own terrible, that's my own opinion, uh, electronic stuff. Um, and so it seems like, and I've noticed, like, as much as I love a moon-shaped pool, it's not, like, a significant sonic evolution in the way that, like, Kid A was from OK Computer or OK Computer was from that. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're refining and cobbling together their influences, but it doesn't seem like they're trying to, like push Radiohead into something. Yeah, territory. that's exactly... So if this was their last album, I think they did a dang That's what, exactly what Moonshaped Pool feels like to me, too. It feels like a refined, mature version of their entire sound. Uh-huh. You mm-hmm. know, it has... You know, it doesn't have anything overtly harsh, like, you know, they did occasionally earlier in their career, but it, it still has... It still moves back and forth between, you know vast you know oozing soundscapes and then you still have like very hard-hitting you know songs with a lot of tension and high tempos and mm-hmm. um yeah yeah it's just it's really it's as i i think i said this earlier to evan it's exactly what i wanted a new radiohead album to sound like mm-hmm. It's agreed. It's basically like, like exactly what I was expecting. And I will give them credit mm-hmm. though for all the time because after OK Computer came out and after especially uh, British Press and Q Magazine at the time ranked it as the greatest album ever made. I'm not making that up. Look that up. Uh, I will say that despite all of this hype and despite all of these different publications constantly, it never really felt like they succumbed to that insane degree of like overhype. They were like, I mean, like a lot of, I'm sure they, they could, there's no way they can't hear they're one of the greatest bands ever over and over again, but they never really flaunted it. They're never like, you know, yeah. let's do mega platinum editions or of anything. Let's never, <laughs> you know, let's storm the Grammy Awards. They're all just like, all right, Thanks, guys. You know, yeah. they just kind of went on. And I always, and that's one of the things mm-hmm. that we talk about. I mean, they do have personalities, you know, as much as they're a rock bands or whatever. Uh, and I feel like they just never succumbed to that. And they always just felt relatable in that way of just like, yeah, we're just going to make art and music. We're going to do weird shit every once in a while and terrify you in your, with your mailbox and delete our Twitter. But aside from that, yeah, mm-hmm. cool. Enjoy. Like, and I've always appreciated yep. that. So like, closing thoughts real quick, guys. Uh, Bryce, what's your favorite Adams for Peace song? Hmm? Your favorite Adams for Peace song? I have literally zero investment in that band. You don't like, like the band that Thon Why York filmed? Why is this your closing thought? Because <laughs> I really want to see. I want to see what he would do because Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers is the basis for that band. I know how much you love Red Hot Chili Peppers, Darren. So I wanted to kind of use that. I'm just kidding, guys. Uh, Bryce, what are your closing Radiohead thoughts for our dear, dear listeners? Yeah, I think they are one of the most important rock bands of the past three decades, but that they are massively overrated. Okay. Fair. Um, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah. I mean, I can only echo that they are obviously one of the most influential rock bands of, I mean, you. yes, they have been recording for the past 30 years, but I think ever, I think that they, you mm-hmm. hear their influence in everything. You hear their influence in pop music sometimes. You're like, huh. This producer likes Radiohead, you know, like, and in the same way that, um, like, Led Zeppelin or the Beatles, like, just are ubiquitous with what rock and roll is, that's what Radiohead is for, for the past couple decades. And, yeah, it's just, I'm... I'm honored to have been able to discuss their music. <laughs> and for me, we all know my closing thoughts. We're fair! 
fascists. Weird fishes. Weird fishes. <laughs> Bryce, give us a weird fishes real quick before we go. I I, I will not enjoy. Bryce, we need it for we need it for my ringtone. We need it for my ringtone. Uh, oh, I guess I have to, I guess I have to do it in the Dylan ask why but Terrence. You don't have to. Weird fishes. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is the Happy Hour Podcast uh, for photographers. Uh, Bryce, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having Karen, me. Nice I, to see you, dude. I love that you've been here for all of this. It's been so great. Yeah. And it's been uh, really great. guys, you should might want to listen to some Radiohead or Adams for Peace. Whatever floats your boat is available for you. Uh, tomorrow's Modern Boxes will be here today. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Weird fishes!